1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, and joined today by my right-hand man, my COO, master of all information, Dale Dempsey. Whoa. Wow.
0: Sat in the bar pretty high. You make me sound like I'm Nikola Tesla or something. Master of all information. Wow. Maybe in some areas. Thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, I decided to keep you. It's been
1: eight years. I figured I'd have you stick around for a little bit been a while. But for those of you that are back, just like Dale, welcome to the show. Glad you were able to join the conversation. You know, we think that we have an interesting topic today. We try to bring topics to the show that are very timely. We never really know what we're going to be talking about because it's really based on the conversations we had that week or in the past weeks. And so today it's actually a topic that's been broad-based and I actually did a hub talk recently for Advisor Hub, which you may have been an attendee at the conference, but I did a hub talk really talking about this sort of COVID and the effect in the industry. There's a lot of different parts to that. What I wanted to talk today about really is how I think it's affecting the financial advisor and really how it's going to affect the industry longer term. Because I think that there's a lot of people out there, primarily on the W-2 side, that don't see the wave coming. But I like it too, like your kid is standing in the ocean. They're not like on the edge of the water. They're just enough in, and they're like waving at you, talking to you. And they don't see the wave coming from behind them.
0: Right. So I understand your analogy. The advisor doesn't see the wave coming, right? The real estate. I think the
1: firms don't see the waves coming. So the firms, and actually it's a a really good analogy, but the firms are like the children. They don't see the wave coming behind them. And that wave really is this wave of W-2 advisors going into private practice, as I like to call it, right? I don't say you're going independent because most... Clients don't know what the hell that means, right? What does it mean going independent? No, it's no different than an attorney or a doctor that works for a group and they go to private practice. It's it's the same thing. The financial advisor profession is a profession. It's no different. And so I think that's what's happening. But I was just texting with a buddy of mine. I won't say who it was or what firm he's at, but he was talking to me about you know his commute has gotten significantly better, right? Instead of driving about 35, 40 minutes, through traffic in DC, you know, he's got to go downstairs. He's got to make a left at his kitchen and make a right into his office, right? So it's really difficult. And so I said to him, you know, so how do you like independence?
0: Yeah. (laughs) He said, what? Oh, yeah, I guess I am independent now.
1: Exactly. Except you don't have the pay on the economics. And so what's happened is, as advisors have been home, they're not allowed in the office. Some firms out there that aren't letting their advisors even prospect and market. And there's some firms out there that won't let their advisors print stuff at home. So they have to go to the office to print stuff. And then they have to go back home. The firms aren't evolving. And I get the whole thing. And maybe we should just put a disclaimer on this that I'm not denying COVID. I'm not saying it's fake news or whatever. It's the real thing. And I get it. And people have to be really careful. But they're really smart people that run these firms. And I'm really shocked that they're not smart enough to figure out the best way to evolve with what's happening right now. Because I do think that COVID is here to stay. Like, I don't think it's just going to go away one day. It's just going to be a thing that we have to deal with. I don't think the solution is, oh, you're not allowed in the office till June of next year. I'm not going to name the firm that said that, but till June of next year of 2021. So if you're a financial advisor, you've been working from home. Your assistant is working from home. Basically, she's like virtual. Everything you do has to be either email, phone call, not even fax, because most of them don't even have the capability to do that but fax or scan, whatever it is, and you're talking to your clients, your clients are not really asking you to go meet them all the time anymore. They're not dropping by your bedroom to go have meeting with you. They're calling you, or even more so nowadays, they're more comfortable jumping on Zoom calls, things like that. So a little secret to those that are W2, that's what independence is. It's the same thing. And the magic of the whole thing is their clients aren't leaving them. Of course not. And they're being more productive. But the sad truth is that they're not getting paid like they're independent. They're functioning like they're an independent financial advisor. They're not really getting any help from their office, from their managers. There's some good managers that I talk to that are communicating more readily, which I give them kudos for. But there are a lot that are not, not for any reason, good or bad. They're just, they're not. So you're functioning and operating like an independent financial advisor, but you're only getting a 35 or 40% payout and your W-2s, so your taxes aren't. Again, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole.
0: Hold on, hold on. Sidebar conversation. So if you've been working from home as a W-2 advisor, from a tax perspective, Mm -hmm. I wonder how it's going to be handled all of the write-offs. Yeah, good luck with that one. I mean, basically you lose on that one.
1: You're not going to get the benefit of that. I'm not an accountant. You're not an accountant. We're not giving tax advice. But there is an inefficiency there that you are W-2 and you're not really going to get the benefit of home office write-off like you would if you were 1099, right? Right. Or an S Corp, whatever. So my bigger thing really is by the firms forcing you to stay home, they're actually
0: training you to be independent. They're putting it back onto you as an advisor to figure out the best path forward, how to implement the technology, how to get the services implemented the way you want them to be. Here's the shocker. They already do it, but they do it on the custody side. More and more firms are going to have to own up to the fact that, hmm, W-2 in this context isn't what it used to be 20 years ago.
1: Definitely not going to go down the custody discussion rabbit hole, because that could be a rabbit hole. But when I see firms say things again, like, we're not going back till June, we're not going back till whenever, it's just giving an advisor more time to figure out the independent thing. And look, a lot of times, one of our sort of a two-step strategy to go independent is, When you go independent, you don't have to like go take down office space right away. You don't have to go out and do all the real estate and all that stuff and worry about leases and furniture and all the stuff. A lot of times we'll tell an advisor, look, just start working from home. If you're not the type of advisor that sees clients in the office all the time, like I have a friend of mine that is in the business and she meets all of her clients, but she meets them out. That's her style, which is awesome. She's probably gonna get mad at me that I'm talking about it, but she knows I love her. So, you know, she's great. And she's great to her clients, but she doesn't necessarily need that. And what this is showing people like her, like the advisor that we had here a few weeks ago, meeting and consulting with us, they're finding that they're actually more productive. They're doing more business. The clients are just as happy because they're working from home and they're feeling independent. Again, the downside being that they aren't getting paid the right way. They're not getting the tax benefit. For those of you that want to understand what I mean by that, if you go to our advisor talk with Frank LaRosa YouTube channel and look up 1099 versus W2, you'll sort of understand some of the dynamic there because we go into that in great detail. But the other big piece that they're really missing out on, which I think is helped advisors on the independent side is the social media aspect. The ability to use social to communicate and get your message out and your branding in a much bigger way. A lot of those firms that we're talking about, their version of social media is LinkedIn.
0: Right, your clients don't go on LinkedIn for entertainment. No, they'll go on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, right?
1: I mean, primarily those. Like, no one really. I don't know about TikTok, but uh, unless you have a younger client base, but really, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube is great. So, there's been a couple of firms that we've talked to of clients of ours that have been using those mediums to really advance their message because it allows you to be efficient. So, think about if you're an advisor and you have stuffs going on with the marketplace, and you know your clients are going to be calling you, and you basically say the same thing every single time a client calls, right? So, you have five clients calling every day for a week It's 25. Clients that call, 25 of the same message, probably takes you about 30 minutes per message, right? So think about that time. Now imagine if you were an advisor where you can just record your thoughts on a particular topic. It's got to be compliant, obviously, but for the most part, you can give some general dialogue, things that you would tell your client, do it in a recording, post it on your YouTube channel, and then send it out to your clients. And guess what? Now they don't call you because you just answered their question. Or better yet, Invite them to a Friday follow-up or whatever you want to call the some fancy name. And you just have an open Zoom call. I'm using Zoom calls as a general technology. It could be Microsoft Sports. team or whatever. And you just have your clients come on and you deliver the message all at the same time.
0: Much yeah. more efficient. And it's personalized. And it's not like firm mandated robot message come out. It's you who they know giving There's your opinion.
1: Firm. I think the biggest culprit of this, and I see this, And I applaud the advisors for trying, but like Morgan Stanley as an example. I always know when they approve a new social media post because it comes through like 50 times. It's an advisor who are great advisors and I know them and they're great at what they do, but they're so limited because it's the same message.
0: But again, it's on the wrong platform too.
1: Basically saying a message to other financial advisors in the business. So look, I think getting back to the why I think this is a wave is because I think that every month we are in this structure where advisors are forced to be work from home, it's another month they're figuring it out, to your point. They're figuring out how to do this.
0: They're Um, being forced to. Well,
1: They're being forced to. And if you think about the conversations we've had lately, a lot of it is, yeah, I never thought I would go independent, but now I'm starting to understand it. Tell me more. And so we're having those conversations. And I just think that firms are the child knee deep in the ocean. That's what's happening to these firms. They're not going to see it like all at once. Like there's not going to be some massive, like all of a sudden Morgan Stanley or some other W2 firms walking out one day. It's going to be this thing where it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then they're going to look out at the end of the year and realize, holy crap, we lost the how many advisors?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did because we tied them all up the same way too deferred comp rolls off, transition notes roll off. We made a change to something. They're more and more gone.
1: We did a podcast a little while ago where we talked about this time of the year, and it's when advisors, uh, firms start making changes. And it's going to be all of those things that add
0: up. So what happens after, wow, golly gee, we just lost a whole bunch of advisors. Did the M&A bells start going off?
1: Yeah, I think some firms are going to have to evolve, right? And some of those firms might be really smart- and evolve by building out some type of independent-like channel. I'm not talking about the firms that have already sort of supported independence. Like LPL has a W-2 model. There are firms like Stewart Partners, as an example, that has a W-2 model.
0: Isn't LPL maybe the only W-2? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this. Is that the only W-2 platform where you can work from home? Just for anybody that doesn't know, there's a ton of 1099, quote unquote, firms out there that don't allow their advisors to work from home?
1: There are some. I think LPL, their W-2 model, you can work from home, whether it's 10 or w They're not mandating that. But the difference though is, even if you're at a firm like LPL, and there's some other firms, Cetera and different firms that are out there that are letting their advisors basically make adult decisions and decide- whether they're going to be working from home or not. And if they're going to go into the office, how do you do that? And actually, it's funny you mentioned that. One of the things that we went through, for those of you that may not know, but I bought a payroll and HR franchise called Payroll Vault. One of the, the reasons why I, I bought it is because during COVID, as we were trying to figure out the landscape in terms of how do we do the home office thing and unemployment and all that garbage, I really needed something to lean on. I needed an HR service to tell me through those things. And so I started, went to this company called Payroll Vault and I loved what they did so much that I decided, you know what, this is something I can roll out and be of service to the financial service industry because they don't really have it. If you're an independent guy, you don't really have that sort of one-on-one handholding. But the point is W2, LPL with W2, they're allowing you to make those decisions. On the retail side, the traditional W2, they're basically mandating and making the adult decision for you, like you're not smart enough to decide, oh yeah, I'm going to go to the office and I'm just going to have clients come in all day long. Like Most advisors understand that. And they're not going to ask their 78-year-old client to get in the car and come to an office building in New York City and come to the office. So like, give me a break.
0: There's firms out there who have already sort of got oh, on so the I'm bandwagon so of the evolution. evolution.
1: But I do think that when that slow wave comes and they wake up one day and see that, that they're going to have to evolve. Now, some might not. Some might not care. Some might say, we're going to swim upstream. We're going to, I don't want to say M&A, but-
0: Merger deal. Well, if they don't evolve, there's an old saying, you're either growing or what? You're dying on the vine.
1: No, I guess. Well, I'm saying they're going to evolve. You know, I don't necessarily know whether or not they're going to be in that merger state. I mean, the acquisition is a better term. I could see certain firms buying, well, like Goldman. Goldman bought United Capital, which is an independent firm. RIA primarily, I don't think that was, obviously if you look back at that, from what I hear, those advisors are really unhappy. Um, So there might be some of that acquisition kind of going along. Maybe Morgan Stanley buys, they bought E-Trade, right? That's one thing that you're trying to evolve. But maybe they go out and buy an independent firm, an independent broker dealer as an arm. If it was me, I would just build it out. I wouldn't necessarily go buy something. I would build something out first and offer it out to your better producers. Because you know, if you can do it the right way, price it the right way. I think like LPL's their W two model, they priced it the right way. If you all for those listening, if you're looking for information on that, please give us a call. I'd be happy to explain that to you. Or you can call Dale, really,
0: 856-316-4653. <laughs> we race to the phone.
1: Whoever's gonna pick up the phone first.
0: If you put um, it out the right way, people will be enticed.
1: They will. They might be less likely to leave if you can. Model it the right way. We'll see if that works. I mean, Wells Fargo has the finite option, but they have this profit formula option that they tried, worked out pretty well. And that's why they shut the spigot off (laughs) because they're like, oh shit, this is working too well for the advisor, not for the firm. So they shut that spigot off. But that's what I'm talking about in terms of evolution, of being able to address the needs of the financial advisor as things changed. I don't know where it's going to end up, but I do know it's going to change this COVID Work from home is going to change the landscape of our business. Again, my message to advisors that are out there if you're not taking stock of what you're doing right now with your business, that is with you individually talking to your teams that are spread out, right? You're all at home. If you're not having those conversations about how's this working out, how are we communicating, how are you feeling about being stuck at home all this time, are you more productive, less productive? All of those things. Where are we with client acquisition? Is our AUM going up or down? I'm going to bet you it's going up. For the advisors that are really working and taking advantage, again, of the crisis, I would bet you their AUMs are all going up. If you can do that while you're stuck at home with the handcuffs of being in a W-2 firm, imagine what you could do if you're independent with all the flexibilities of being independent and you know, making 2x on every dollar you earn. And I say 2X, disclaimer, it all depends on your practice and what firm you're at. Don't start blowing my email up with, it's not 2X, it's close, depending on the production. Anyway, that's my message for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. If you were listening to it while we, I was on Advisor Hub, on my Advisor Hub discussion, message hasn't changed. I believe that in my heart. That that's what's going to happen. I've been doing this a long time and I see the writing on the wall. So thanks for joining us, Dale. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking around for eight years. I'm glad you're here still.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Dan. Thanks for calling me back. One of our first call-ins from the show. So Dan, appreciate it. Good to talk to you again.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. And for everybody that listens, we really appreciate you listening. We appreciate the comments when someone emails us and says, hey man, I just listened to you know whatever episodes. It was awesome. Thank you. Or those things mean a lot. It's not necessarily easy to do these things. We are really busy and we feel like this is our paying it forward to talk to people that maybe, especially when you're stuck at home right now and you're not really getting communication from anybody too much, if we can be that source for you, it's an honor to do it really. So don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Go to our YouTube channel, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa and Real Talk with Frank LaRosa for sort of other content. It's more focused around entrepreneurship and motivation and stuff like that. And we will see you next time. Thanks a lot. Love everybody. Take care. Bye. Great talk.
0: Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.